What is up, Still Studians? Happy Monday, April 11th, 2022, and welcome to episode number 286 of The Study Session. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, welcoming you to another full week of study sessions and just want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of The Still Study for Listen to my work, reading it, sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag in which I do just that. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. You drive the content. You make it happen. So let's connect. And also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We should be recording this week. Once that date is firmed up, I will let everybody know. But Jim is super insightful and knowledgeable about your Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want to miss it. It is linked in the show notes. So Studians, episode 286, we're moving closer to 300, and this week is a special week for me because I'm putting together a seven-part series. If you checked out the site today, I'm taking an in-depth look at the top five quarterback prospects in this year's draft. Surprise, surprise, I've talked about the quarterbacks ad nauseum, but going a bit more in-depth this week, today you'll find published the flaws of the 2022 NFL Draft Top 5 QBs. Tuesday, I get into the strengths. Wednesdays, I'm looking at the statistics from the players in college and trying to dig deeper into that. And then on Thursday, I'm going to go as far as going back into their high school statistics and tape. Uh, Friday, we're going to look at the categorical analysis of these five QBs. I'm going to take all the research, all the statistics, game film, and try to put that into uh, quantitative and qualitative data analysis. Saturday, I'll put out my top five rankings of these quarterback prospects, and then it will cap off on Sunday with my mock draft 5.0. And then after that mock, I'll probably only do one more, and that will be right before the draft, and mock draft season will be over. So today I get into the flaws. Typically, I start with the positive, but in today's article, if you read it, wanted to go over that on today's session, what are those areas of the game for the top five quarterbacks that are most criticized? So we're going to dig into that. Malik Willis, who I have dubbed the magician, if you can recall back to an earlier session, but Malik Willis is criticized often for inconsistency, inaccuracy, and that he's inexperienced. He's got the most boomer bust potential out of all the players. Arm strength, speed, explosiveness, escapability. But he's a streaky passer, and if he's not in rhythm, he can be off target with his throws. And if you look at his statistical output in his two seasons at Liberty, it's nothing to write home about. He didn't exceed 3,000 yards in his two seasons though he did rush for over 870 yards in both of those seasons. You could attribute his inaccuracy or streakiness to his mechanics, which need to develop 
And that's something that can be improved. I'm not of the thinking that these guys' games are cemented and there's no growth. Although you'll hear a lot of pundits say that these guy guys are who they are. I'm not in that camp. And then there's also the questions too regarding Willis, Willis's experience. Why didn't he start at Auburn? Why did he have to tra- transfer to Liberty before he started? You know, if he would have put up these types of numbers at Auburn, it's a different conversation because he's facing SEC top level talent. Kenny Pickett, the criticisms about Kenny, that he has already reached his ceiling and that he's too old. It's crazy to think that for a guy who's not even 24, he'll be 24 in June, that he's criticized for being too old. But you'll hear that if you're listening to any podcast, taking a look at Kenny Pickett or if you're reading about him. But quarterbacks play well into their 30s nowadays, medicine training, nutrition has enhanced athletes' performance and durability so much. And all you have to do is look at Tom Brady and Drew Brees and how far they've played into their 40s. So the age, yeah, I get it. But what about the maturity component there? The other argument against Pickett is that he's capped out in terms of his play, that he was at Pitt for five years, and that he is at his peak, that there's no more room for growth, which I hear you, I get it, but to, again, put a cap on how much better this guy can get, I think that really limits the human spirit. We don't know what this guy's capable of. Sure, we can make judgments, but to say that just because he's been in college for five years that he has capped out, I think that is a faulty, faulty conclusion. Desmond Ritter. The criticisms about Desmond, unnecessary deficiencies after four years as a starter, inaccuracy. So you will hear the argument about Ritter that four years later, after starting for four years at Cincinnati, that he has elements of his game that should have improved. For instance, his accuracy, his throwing motion, which can be a bit inefficient and it could take a long time for him to get the deep ball out some of his mechanics, but in terms of his mechanics from from what I've seen on the game film, he looks smooth. However, these are some of the arguments against Ritter. And a lot of people will make the claim that accuracy cannot be grown or developed. But as I mentioned in a previous study session or in my mock, I forget which mock it was, look at Josh Allen. And his completion percentage at Wyoming, I believe, was 54%. Look at him now. He's completing 70% of his passes. You can't condemn these guys based on what they did in college. They still have time to grow as professionals. Matt Corral, he's criticized because of his durability and playing in an oversimplified offense. His frame is slight. You'll hear the pundits say, that he's a bit of a reckless, fearless runner and that against NFL defenders, it's going to be hard for him to stay healthy and not get injured. Understandable, but again, with NFL-level coaching, that could probably be cleaned up. And then the other component here is that Corral played in a basic offense at Ole Miss that didn't require full field reads. And the question is as to whether or not he'll be able to adjust to a pro-style game. But again, think of the logic here. Give this kid an opportunity to 
try and thrive in a pro-style offense for saying that he cannot be successful. And then finally, Sam Howell. And I got to admit, I've done a, a bit more homework on Sam Howell in the recent days. And my perspective on Sam Howell is shifting a bit. And you're going to hear that over the course of this week. But Howell is criticized for his awareness in pocket, awareness in the pocket, and the fact that his deep passes sell a bit. Awareness in pocket, he has taken a lot of sacks over his career. He was sacked 117 times in college. A lot of times that can be attributed to a player who's holding on to the football too long to make a play down the field. Do you remember another quarterback who used to do that when he first came into the league? I'm not even going to say his name, but yeah, I'm making that comparison. Different types of players completely. I'm not saying that, but this guy is a competitor. He wants to find the big strike down the field. So he definitely has to develop his pocket awareness, learn to live for the next play. And then also, too, some of his mechanics need to be cleaned up. If you look at some of his deep balls, when they're coming off the tip of the arc, they have a tendency to float, leaving them up in the air for an incoming defensive back to make the turnover. So he's got to tighten up his throwing mechanics so there's more velocity and zip. And he has this arm strength to do that, but he has to put it all together so that it's not an overexerted effort that is all upper body. He's got to get his hips and his legs into that throw in a seamless fashion. But again, these are the criticisms of all of these gentlemen, the top five. There were criticisms of every quarterback who entered the draft in years prior, so there's nothing new here. But what we have to take in mind, and my approach with all of this, is all these guys have an opportunity to prove their critics wrong. To sit and say as a talent evaluator that this kid can't do this or this kid can't do that, you have to remember that these guys are competitors and want nothing more to show that they can make it in the NFL. And I wouldn't bet on bet against any of these guys. Sure, we can make projections about what they're going to do and what their ceiling is, but I hope all of them have phenomenal NFL careers. Is that likely? Is that a reality? No. But through hard work, through NFL coaching, through the support of a solid NFL organization, these these guys can grow and develop. But as you're working through your mock draft and you're thinking about who the Steelers would take, what do you think? Which player and their criticisms, their weaknesses, are of least concern to you? And which players do you feel those concerns, those areas of weakness can be improved in the NFL? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Put it in the comments. Tweet at me, at study. Let's get some conversation going. Tomorrow, I will be hitting on the strengths of these players. But for now, that is the end, the conclusion of episode number 286 of the study session. My gratitude to you. Thank you for joining me here today. Love you guys so much. Yins, guys. We're getting super close to the NFL draft. Check out the study all week. A lot of great stuff going on with my quarterback analysis, concluding on Sunday, Easter Sunday, with my Mock Draft 5.0. Have a full week of sessions coming your way. A new Still Study podcast. And remember, not everybody 
is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my black and gold brethren, most certainly are. Peace.